Father, thank you that you have a plan for our lives and for this moment and for the opportunity to confess our sins to you and walk with you once more. Help us as we pay attention to the sin in our life to recognize the need to confess it, to recognize the benefit to walking with you as opposed to walking apart from you. May we not be deceived by ourselves or by Satan and company to think that we're okay if there's sin in our life and that that sin can stay there with in our relationship with you because it can't. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so what type of dirt are you? That's the name of our series in which we're dealing with the parable of the sower. And we last week started this series, and we saw a few things. We're going to give a little, little bit of review. And in this series, we're going to see that your ability to understand God's word is based on the type of dirt you are. The type of dirt refers to your willingness to understand God's word, and your willingness to understand God's word will determine your ability to understand God's word question that we asked last week was, what is a parable? Since this is a parable, it's one of many Jesus spoke, and we said that a parable is a story that teaches a spiritual message through human experiences. It uses a human story, but instead of what's on the surface and what's visible just in the human understanding of things, there's a spiritual message being taught. We know then to understand things spiritually, we've got to be in fellowship with God, so if there's sin in our life, we're fleshly, we can't understand things which are spiritual since we're fleshly. So we confess our sin, God forgives us, cleanses us of that, we get back in fellowship with him, and until we sin again, we are spiritual. We oftentimes will confess and then sin almost instantly back out of fellowship, because for us to walk in fellowship means that we're dependent upon God and following him and trusting him. So if we're not trusting God, we're sinning. So the parable that we're looking at tonight, the parable of the sower, and throughout this little series, is teaching a spiritual message, and the benefit of this parable is that Jesus actually explains to his disciples what that spiritual message is later on in Matthew 13. He's going to use a human story to do that. Jesus at times spoke in parables, knowing that many people who he was talking to could not understand the spiritual message being taught. And we saw that in Matthew 13, 13. He said that hearing, they do not hear, and seeing, they do not see, nor do they understand. But he says that he speaks to them in that, speaks to them parables because of that. And the question we asked was, why didn't Jesus just change the message so that they would understand what he's saying? If the parable is something that they can't understand because it's kind of like this hidden meaning riddle kind of idea, then why wouldn't he just come out right out and, right out and say it? Just say the spiritual message. Did you guys remember what we said was the reason for that? Okay, if you don't remember it, what do you think might be the reason why Jesus didn't change from speaking to these, these individuals in parables. Why would he continue to speak to them in parables instead of tell them what it was he was trying to say? Any ideas? So they can learn from their mistakes? Maybe. Anyone else? It requires more faith. Uh, this would be like more of a blind faith concept, right? Just trusting that whatever he's saying, whatever it may be, is right. Okay. New American Standard. Why wouldn't Jesus just change the, the parable, stop speaking parables, and just tell them directly what he's saying? Well, here's what we said was the answer last week, and it's in verse 15 of Matthew 13. Matthew 13, 15 indicates that the problem is not with the hearer, 
or problem that was with the hearer, excuse me, not with the message. It wasn't the parable Jesus identifies that's the problem. The problem is within the hearer. Look at Matthew 13, 15 in your Bibles. He says, For the heart of this people has become dull, and with their ears they scarcely hear, and they have closed their eyes, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart and return, and I should heal them. He says the problem is their dull heart, their ears that scarcely hear, and their eyes that are closed. What does he say could happen if they were to open their ears, open their eyes, and soften their heart? He said that he, they would, could then return and he would heal them. Did you catch that part? Then they would understand and return, and I would heal them. It's a similar concept Jesus speaks about to, those, to his disciples about the people who aren't understanding that we have in understanding fellowship. When we sin, we go outside of fellowship with God. We go fleshly. Outside of the of fellowship with God, we can't understand the things of God. What do we have to do in order to come back so we could, could understand the things of God? We have to confess. For these guys, Jesus says they'd have to, un, they'd have to return and then he would heal them. That's not the same thing we're talking about here because these are talking about unbelievers. But with believers, when our, within our relationship with God, in order for us to come back to understand God and his word, we've got to confess our sin. When we confess, we return to him and he cleanses us and forgives us. So the problem is not the parable or the message that he's speaking. Even if he were to, were to flat out say exactly what he meant to these individuals, they wouldn't understand the spiritual message. They would comprehend the human vocabulary but they wouldn't understand the divine message behind it, what God's thought process in that was. And the reason is because it's not the problem with the message, it's the problem with the way it's heard. If we're listening to things by our sin nature, then we're going to perceive things and interpret things by our sin nature. Does that make sense? If it's about us and how we feel or our, our importance or the things that we like and want, then everything that we, we listen to is going to be filtered through that. We're going to enjoy things because we like them rather than choose to just enjoy them apart from ourselves. But when we are spiritual and operating spiritually, we're hearing things differently because we're listening spiritually instead of from our flesh. We're not using our sin nature to understand God's word, which is going to turn into selfishness and about me and about consuming things. We're listening to God in what his word says. And that is completely opposite of listening by the flesh. And so it's a way that things are filtered and interpreted. The problem is not with the hearer, but it's, or not with the message, but it is with the hearer. Matthew 13, 15, we saw the dull heart. These were norms and standards that these people had, beliefs, things they had accepted in their life that were worthless. And he said that their heart was made dull by that. It's been thickened up so that it was not able to understand this, the worthwhile norms and standards. Too many worthless norms and standards. The things that are in your life, are they worthwhile? Are they worthless? The things that you say is right, wrong, acceptable to be in your life, are they worthwhile or are they worthless? The only comparison to that is in God's word. If God says it's right, it's worthwhile. If he says it's not right, it's worthless. And so in our, in our heart, in our beliefs, do we, have we made our heart fat, having c things that completely have no value to them in our heart? That's the dull heart that he says are there. The ears that scarcely hear. Remember we talked about this. These are the ones that have a difficult time accepting truth. 
They hear truth, but they're skeptical of it. Or they don't want to accept it because to accept truth means that you have to change. If Jesus says, forgive those who have wronged you, and you are upset with your friend, or your parents maybe, and you're not willing to forgive them, you're not going to accept what is right about that. And we do that all the time, don't we? There's things in our life we don't want to change. In order to, cha- in order to accept God's truth about those things, we have to say that I can't have this be in my life. I can't say that lying's okay when God says it's wrong. And so I either have to reject what God says about lying or reject what I want to do with lying. And that's where it's difficult time accepting truth. That's ears that are scarcely here. Eyes then that are closed don't see what's in front of them. And the parables that Jesus spoke, and specifically the parable of the sower, he lays out very plainly and clearly in this human story, this spiritual message. But because of eyes that are closed, it's not understood. Now, the question, in this parable, what is it that is being accepted or is not being accepted? Well, we're going to see this in Mark 4, 14, the, one of the other areas in God's word, one of the, the three stories where the parable, or one of the three books where the parable of the sower is, sto- is recorded. In Mark 4, 14, it says, the sower went out to sow, and the sowing, or the seed was the word. And so that's Mark 4, 14. Don't get confused with Matthew 13, 4, or 14 or so. But in Mark 4, 14, it talks about that the sower went out to sow the seed, and the seed was the word. The word is what was sown. So what is it in this parable that's not being accepted? Well, Jesus spells it out clearly. The Word of God. Now, we talk about the Word of God like the Bible, right? But when Jesus was speaking, he was speaking the Word of God. The apostles were teaching the Word of God before it was written down. They were writing letters that would become what we would call part of the Word of God. So we're talking about God's message, what he's revealed, and that's the seed that's sown. So there are four types of dirt. We're going to get into this this evening. Four types of dirt mentioned in this parable. Roadside dirt, rocky dirt, thorny dirt and good dirt and as the title of our series alludes we're going to get to the place where we ask the question of ourselves what type of dirt are we are we the roadside dirt the rocky dirt the thorny dirt or the good dirt let's take a look in matthew 13 4 jesus says behold the sower went out to sow and as he sowed some seeds fell beside the road and the birds came and ate them up Three things we see about this dirt. It's roadside dirt. It's hard packed. Where does the seed go when it gets onto the dirt? It doesn't go into it. It lands on top of it. It rests on top of the dirt, so it doesn't, the, the dirt that's roadside dirt doesn't let the seed into it. It just sits there on top. This gives it then the, the opportunity for the birds to come by and pick it up. If it goes into the dirt, the birds don't come and get it from inside the dirt. Now the second part we see is that there's no germination. And we're going to use this term uh, pretty consistently because it's the proper term. And so we're going to need to develop this understanding. Germination means that the seed, when it's planted into the ground, into the soil, it gets the water it needs, it gets the nutrients it needs, and it enacts on the seed to start opening the seed up and let what's inside the seed sprout out. Many families right now are planting gardens and they'll, they'll rototill or plow or disc up their garden, and they'll go in there and they'll put a little finger, point, finger push down there, make a little hole, they'll drop a seed there, they'll cover it back up, and they'll water it. 
And that seed, if it's taken care of properly, once that water and the nutrients start the process, that seed will germinate. It will take hold in the soil, open up, and what's inside of it, that's protected in that hard case we call the seed, will start to grow a plant. And as long as it's taken care of, that plant will grow. And if it's like a jalapeno plant, then you'll be able to make some salsa out of it. Or roast jalapenos and put into baked bread, which is really, really good with cheese mixed in too. So germination is the, is the process of seed, the seed opening up and letting what's inside of the seed grow. But germination has to take place within the soil. And so the seed that lands on the hard side of the road, the hard packed dirt, that roadside dirt is, because it doesn't go into the soil, it sits on top, it doesn't germinate. And that seed doesn't open up, therefore there's no sprouting of the plant and growth of the plant. Birds then come by and remove the seed from the surface of the dirt, and so it serves a different purpose there. Instead of growing a plant, it feeds the bird. That's why you don't swallow watermelon seeds. You guys ever told that? When you swallow a watermelon seed, don't swallow one because it's going to grow inside of you. It doesn't work like that, clearly, because we've all done it. So roadside dirt is hard-packed. Germination of the seed does not take place, so it doesn't sprout, it doesn't grow, and birds remove the seed from the surface of the dirt. Magically, my clicker doesn't want to work. There we go. Okay, Matthew 13, 5 to 6. This is where we get the rocky dirt. It says, Others fell upon the rocky places, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And so here we see that rocky dirt, dirt that's mixed with rock. So there's some soil, but there's no depth to it. It's a shallow dirt. And so there's not any room for the, the, the sprout to grow deep into. But because it's shallow, it pops out of the top very quickly. So it sprouts, and you can see it evidently quick, quickly. So the, the mixed rock with dirt, the rocky dirt, allows the seed to germinate it goes into parts of it. And the germination then takes place. A plant sprouts, but it doesn't have any way to build a root down because there's rock below it. And so as the seed opens up, the plant comes out, but there's not any root developing. And the root is what is giving, gives the plant the foundation to grow. As a result, when the sun comes up, it causes that sprouted plant to wither and to be destroyed. And so rocky dirt is mixed it's got rock and soil, short, uh, shallow soil. So you see evidence of growth right away, but nothing that actually takes hold underneath in the rock. And then sun causes the sprouted plant to be destroyed. Uh, the thorny dirt, this is actually more thorn brush dirt, and I actually might change that in a little bit, or thorn bush dirt. Uh, the word thorny in this part means thorn bush. It's talking about dirt that is covered in thorn bushes. In fact, what it's saying is there's weeds, basically. Thorn bushes that are already planted. So this is, this is dirt that can contain some plant life. It's not rocky. It's got some depth to soil. In Matthew 13, uh, 7, it says, Others fell among the thorns, the thorn bushes, and the thorn bushes came up and choked them out. And so, much like if you've ever had to take care of a garden, anybody ever, ever had to take care of a garden or plants? Okay, I told Robin when she said she wanted to have a garden, I said, have a garden. I'll take care of the water and the cows. You take care of the garden and the water there. Because I don't like to weed. I hate weeding. 
mostly because I don't know what's a weed and what's not. Now, if you're growing a garden, it's a little easier, right? You're like, okay, carrot, weed, got that. <laughs> but when I weeded as a, as a youth, much like your ages, it was like flower beds. And I'm like, okay, that's a flower. And like, no, that's a weed. Because a lot of weeds have flowers to them. Like dandelions, I love dandelions. But they're weeds. People don't like them. They have a nice yellow flower, and then they got a little poof ball. <laughs> you go, pfft. Riley likes to run around and beat me with them. And they go, pfft poofs out. She just giggles and giggles and giggles, and I'm like, okay, moving on. <laughs> so the thorn bush soil or thorn bush dirt has dirt to it. It allows plants to grow in it, but there's already plants grown into it. And so because there's already plants grown into it, you do get germination of the seed taking place. A plant sprouts, a root begins to develop, and the plant starts to grow. But because there's thorn bushes already there, they steal all the nutrients. And this is why we weed gardens or flower beds. Because the, the weeds take from the flowers or the garden. So, so the thorn bushes steal all the nutrients from the sprouted plant, and that causes the plant to die off. It doesn't get what it needs in order to grow. Okay, then the last one we have is the, the, road or the good dirt. Where's the good dirt? Oh. Okay, this is roadside dirt, but it's good dirt. Good dirt, 13.8. Others fell, other seed fell on the good soil and it yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some 60, and some 30. Now when it says a hundredfold, that means a hundred times. When it says 60, it's saying 60 times. Uh, anytime you have fold on the end of a word like that, twofold, threefold, it's talking about multiplied. Two times, three times, um, twice as much, three times as much. So this good dirt is good soil. It's receptive to germination and growing plants. Germination, the seed takes place. And there's no thorn bushes in this dirt to choke it out. The plant sprouts. And as a result of it having the proper nutrients and the proper reception to it, the plant not only sprouts, but it also grows up. And it grows up and then produces a crop. Now this is the parable that Jesus gives. And he explains to his disciples what this parable means. And he says, I speak to them in parables because they cannot understand why can they not understand why is it that these individuals he's speaking to could not understand this parable it's because of their soil of their dirt when he speaks the word of god there are four types of individuals in this crowd those who are hard packed dirt roadside dirt they hear what it says and it just it it doesn't make any penetration, doesn't matter, and it just gets taken off. We're going to see the explanation for this next week. And we're going to get a little more detail on it. Because Jesus actually explains it. But the, there's also those in the crowd that, you know, they say, hey, I kind of think this is good stuff. But there's no foundation for it to grow. Because they're the rocky dirt. Others then that have good dirt, but they already have their own beliefs and their own ideas involved. And so those things and their cares of the world choke out what God is trying to say to them, what Jesus is trying to say to them. And there are others that have the good dirt. So we're going to get to that question, what type of dirt are you? You can already see where this is going at this point. But it doesn't nullify the question or make the question invalid. What is the state of our dirt? 
God's given us all that we need to grow spiritually. Do we care? Or are we hard roadside soil? He's given us the Holy Spirit to teach us. Are we willing to allow him to do so, or are we just willing to let little snippets of him teach us little things here and then wither up and die away? Do we have our own thoughts and beliefs that we want and value more than God, and so God, God's word can't actually take root and grow in us because our own beliefs, our own anxieties, our own desires choke it out? This is where we're going. So start thinking about that. The parables serve a purpose, and I'm glad that Jesus explained some of them. But because we have the Holy Spirit in us, we can understand what he's saying. And it does help that he does later in this passage explain to his disciples what he means. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. For the seed that it is, the opportunity in having sent it to us, that it may take root in us, germinate, sprout up, and produce what you say it will. You have said that your word will not return void. That what you send out in your word to accomplish, it will accomplish. But we also know that we limit what you can do by our own willingness to receive you into our life. May we not just accept your son for salvation, may we also accept your word for development of righteousness. Choosing to ignore and forsake our own desires. Knowing that if you have said something other than what we want, or what we like, that it's better for us. In Jesus' name, amen.